Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Okay, well, now we have a chance to share some of the vision that the PCC have been working on, some of those dreams um, that we've shared and that we've already been mentioning today. Um, It was uh, October last year, uh, and um, the PCC, our church council, met for a Saturday morning uh, to explore a refreshed vision. And our facilitator set us the following task. He said, imagine you emigrate to uh, Australia, and because you're a diligent prayer, uh, while you're out there, you pray fervently for Emmanuel Church, South Croydon. And then after three years, you return... And to your surprise, the Lord has answered every single one of your prayers for this church. Now, what do you see? What evidence of those prayers do you see on your return? It was a great exercise. It uh, encouraged us to to dream big, to have a vision that's a real stretch, uh, to have one that, frankly, is never going to be achievable unless God really shows up. And it was one soaked in prayer. We weren't allowed to write anything down for 10 minutes. We had to be praying. So each of us drew up our our list of thoughts, and then we consolidated all of those into a document to make even the most Excel native of you all weak at the knees. And uh, then we we brought together a a small team, Claire Buchanan, Richard Mash, Mary Knight, Rebecca Pickering, and Al Rosewear. And we, uh, together with me, we set about condensing all that work into five themes to form the basis of a renewed vision for us as a church. And that's what I want to share with you right now. Now, let me just say a a few more things before I go on. Whether you cast vision for a living or whether you find yourself somewhat allergic to this kind of vision talk, I I would love us all to get to grips with this. Because I think it's going to really help us as a church. A good vision, it gives us something to aim for. It gives us a point of unity. And this one comes direct from our elected representatives. So I'm really praying. It's it's no one person's idea. It's going to be something that we sense a real, have, have a real sense of ownership about. That's going to enable us to plan for the future with confidence and clarity. There's not much more than I have time to share uh, with you today. Um, you should uh, receive um, this in your inboxes to sort of peruse. But let me just uh, give an overview in a single sentence that captures the big five themes that emerged from our day. And here is that sentence. Uh, first slide, please. Emmanuel Croydon seeks to be a place of unconditional welcome, Christ-centered revival, and deep discipleship for our generation and the next in South Croydon and beyond. Fantastic. I'm going to take us through that step by step. We want to be a place, first of all, of unconditional welcome. 
That phrase expresses the theme of welcome, diversity, and inclusion that emerged from the responses. Now, I want you to think for a moment of the parable of the prodigal son. Do you remember how when the younger son comes to his senses, he he makes his way home, and on the way home, all the way, he prepares this speech to his father about how he's going to work off all the wrong things that he's done as a hired hand and so forth. And then Jesus says, Luke chapter 15, verse 20, while he was still a son, was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced and kissed him. So in one embrace, the father writes off all the conditions that the son imagined he had to meet. And and that's what it's like with God. He saves us by grace, not by works. Not on the condition that we we pay him off for his favor. And by the way, if that's new to you this morning, I would love to, to chat with you about that afterwards. It's the most wonderful news. Now, for us as a church, I hope it isn't new. And just as we've experienced that unconditional welcome from God for ourselves, that we want to extend that to one another and to the world around us. Receiving that kind of welcome, the safety, the sense of worth that it gives to us, particularly for the most vulnerable, for those who've been excluded by the church or by society in the past, offering that is just the most amazing thing. But paradoxically, offering that kind of welcome is actually also neither easy nor safe. It's a huge challenge for us to do so. And I think we've got to be honest, as I was saying earlier, we don't all see inclusion in exactly the same way. We need God's help to figure that out. And if we all become brilliant at this welcome, do you know what's going to happen? Our church is going to change beyond recognition. It's going to end up full of people that we don't recognize and who are not like us. And perhaps that's not exactly what we signed up for church for. And that may take some getting used to. But the goal is worth it. The goal is worth it. A welcoming church gives us a little foretaste of eternity when all peoples of every tribe, tongue, and nation are going to gather around the throne. Now, um, I want to share some of the specifics of uh, the vision that people wrote down. Here's how one PCC member powerfully expressed this vision, which Richard's going to read for us. I see and hear people of all generations and backgrounds worshipping and praying to God because they know God, they are in relationship with God, and they believe God to be worthy of their praise. A congregation made up of a mix of ages, cultures, genders, orientations, all in fellowship together. Thank you, Richard. So that was one PCC member wrote that. We want to be that, a place of unconditional welcome. Okay, secondly, Christ-centered revival. We want to be a place of Christ-centered revival. And this covers a theme of evangelism and coming to faith. John chapter 3, verse 3, Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this word revival may sound a bit old-fashioned. It's a great word, though. Because unlike many of the words that we use, like outreach, It actually really captures what we are longing for. Revive means to bring to life. And that's what Jesus said we need. Each one of us individually to come into God's kingdom needs new life. We need nothing less than to have Christ come alive in us. 
Now, our PCC members dreamt of masses of people coming to faith. All the people in the streets around Emmanuel have become Christians, wrote one. I wonder, can we imagine that? I'll be honest, I, I think I often am pretty content to settle for quite a lot less than that. Perhaps it's time for me, perhaps it's time for all of us to think bigger, to think of revival. Now, there have been all sorts of revivals over the history of the church, worldwide, times when suddenly thousands upon thousands of people have come to faith in churches and communities and, and even nations. Um, Pentecost, the Reformation, the two great awakenings in, in the States and here, the Wesleyan revival at the turn of the 19th century. We could go on for some time. Now, ultimately, revival is something that comes from God alone. We don't know, certainly, at least I, I don't. I don't know whether that's what God is going to do amongst us in our lifetime. But revivals do have something in common. And here we can respond. Every revival begins with existing believers being gripped in a new and extraordinary and utterly life-changing way by the Spirit of God. You cannot share what you have not known for yourself. Now, with that aim in mind, we want to be a place of revival, where our neighbors are invited to encounter Jesus, where stories of spiritual new life resound, where you can feel the spiritual vitality. It's palpable. In other words, people come in here and they get, these people are alive with God. We want to be a church where we show and we share our faith in our everyday lives. We want Christ-centered revival. So it's a place of unconditional welcome, Christ-centered revival, and thirdly, deep discipleship. That's our third theme. Discipleship, teaching, going deeper. Luke chapter 6, verse 47. Jesus says this. He says, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them is like a man building a house who laid the foundation on the rock. Now, you don't need me to tell you this, that none of us is a finished article. And none of us will be this side of eternity. But Jesus has given us something to aim for in our Christian lives. And the aim is to be rock solid. And he's told us how to get there. And it involves lifelong listening to what he says and then doing it. Or, to put it simpler, going deeper in our discipleship. Now, I realize holiday is a little bit distant for us all, but um, just go with me for a moment. Get yourself back on some summer holiday. You're splashing about in the sea on, on holiday. You're, you're having a great time on the surface there. And then you see a head with a mask and, and a sort of snorkel swimming past. And then you stick your head under the water and you see there's loads more to going on under the surface than you, than you ever knew. And then you look a little bit further and then you see a bunch of people with, with scuba tanks going even deeper to discover even more. That's the church we want to be. One in which we come together by the grace of God, and we open the scriptures and we go deeper, deeper into our understanding of God, deeper into relationship with him, deeper transformed by his power. And we long for all of that, not just for the sake of our own personal self-improvement, but because we want our lives beyond to change. We want renewed characters. We want to be able to get to that point where our priorities are different 
and we believe in them. We want to be empowered in our witness. We want to be going out in radical service. And ultimately, we long for a changed world. And you see, this is one of the key reasons that church exists. When you share your life with me, and I see how the Lord is shaping you, or has already shaped you into his likeness, well, then my eyes are opened. I see new ways of following Christ, and we grow together. Here is how one PCC member imagined it. I see church pews. I see church pews overflowing with people eager to listen to and learn from the Word of God, a hunger to go deeper, to understand what God is saying, and then applying it to their lives at church services itself, but also in schools, workplaces, and neighborhoods. Great, that's deep discipleship. Fourth theme in our sentence reflected our focus on children and young people, a place of unconditional welcome, Christ-centered revival, deep discipleship for our generation and the next. Mark chapter 10, verse 14. Jesus says this, he says, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Elliot um, our Associate Minister for Children, Youth and Families. He's already shared something of our, our vision for young people on a recent Sunday. He put it like this. We want to be a place where young people and their families come to know and love Jesus in ever-increasing depth for their whole lives. But I, I want to share with you right now how, just how many of the responses from the PCC focused on that because I think it's good for us to capture this as a church. Here's one response. I see and hear that the young people, children, youth of today are strong in their own faith and secure in their knowledge of God's promises, knowing they are cherished and loved by him and the church family. Thank you, Richard. What also stood out, actually, in that and other responses, where there was this amazing longing, not just to see kids in church or engaged, but knowing God resource to live out their, their, their faith in a challenging world. Come to me, as Jesus put it. Now, we've got some astonishing opportunities here, right on our front door, to, to offer that invitation to our own kids, to those in local schools. We had 400 kids from St. Peter's in school here uh, at Easter. We've got 200, uh, probably more than 200, uh, mayhem coming up at the end of July. Great chance to share with the next generation. Now, here's the challenge. That work requires an army of disciples. How do we envision, how do we train, how do we sustain that army of people who are going to love, who are going to pastor, and keep bringing those children to the Lord Jesus for the long haul? I'm so grateful to the amazing people we have here who do that. We need loads more. Finally, a place of unconditional love, uh, unconditional welcome, Christ-centered revival, deep discipleship for our generation and the next, in South Croydon and beyond. Community and mission is the theme. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Now listen, this may seem like a rather cursory couple of words to add at the end, but they're important. They express our desire to serve our community here and our commitment to mission, to sending people further afield, beyond our walls. We're a parish church. Uh, that means we have a non-negotiable 
spiritual responsibility for, for this area of South Croydon where we are. Uh, people here still naturally see us as their church, and we, we want to make the most of that. But we're also more than a parish church. We're on the edge of Croydon. And many of us already feel a call to be engaged in the needs of that wider community. And at the same time, more than half of us actually come from the other side, um, uh, the, the sort of south and east, away from Croydon. That's where our neighbors are. That's our mission field too. And finally, we, we already have and we long to see many uh, more connect with us online. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. And of course, we long to see many other people sent out, not just across this country, but nationally through our mission partners. Here's what one member wrote, and this is a wonderful, wonderful vision. I see Emmanuel using its incredible resources to reach out and heal the broken. All the experience, talent, knowledge, money, faithfulness, contacts, and passion used to lift up Jesus, bring others to him, and play a part locally, nationally, and around the world to help people who are suffering. Now, the challenge with all of this, of course, is uh, focus. We can't do everything. We cannot meet every need. And in fact, even trying to meet many needs sometimes means we won't meet those needs properly. And after the pandemic, the opportunities are not the same. We, we have got to look for new partnerships. We've got to get specific. One person suggested the center might become widely known for its commitment to one particular people group, refugees perhaps. I, I don't know. I don't think any of us know yet. But it's going to be an important strand of our work to think, where do we focus our work on community? And finally, and thank you so much for bearing with me so far, all of that will be carried by two things in particular. Prayer, first of all. Always keep on praying, Paul said to the Ephesians. Regular, personal, corporate prayer. That's where we get the kind of dependence on God that we need. And finally, relationships. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. It's our relationships, it's our love, our commitment for one another, our ability even to manage our disagreements. That's going to provide the bedrock for all of that to become a reality. And with that, I want to submit this vision to you, the congregation. Uh, I submit it with a, hopefully a balance of humility that recognizes we don't always see the future well, um, and no doubt there are things we can improve, but also a confidence here is something that's been prayed over and prayed over and prayed over. Great people have spent a long time working on this, refining it. And so I think we can commit it to the Lord and seek to move forward according to it together to be a place of unconditional welcome, Christ-centered revival, deep discipleship for our generation and the next in South Croydon and beyond. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church.
God bless you and have a wonderful week.